Hey, song surfers, welcome to Song Surfing. It's your friend, John. Song Surfing is a playlist of independent music pulled from the far reaches of the internet. I've been checking out music on Bandcamp, Spotify, Slap, SoundCloud, AudioMac, YouTube, Facebook, Audius, Instagram, and a few more. And I'm excited to share some excellent tunes with you this episode. Song Surfing is a part of the Live from the Lincoln Lodge podcast network. If you head over to thelincolnlodge.com, you can see all of the hilarious things going on at the Comedy Club that's home to the nation's longest-running independent comedy showcase. Song Surfers, I'm back from a trip to Cleveland, then to New York City, then back to Cleveland. We partook in a, a potpourri of sightseeing attractions, and I stopped in, in some pretty cool record stores along the way. One of the highlights of the New York trip, though, was Coney Island, where if you haven't been before, they have some roller coasters and carnival rides and a beach. And it's got this um, cool, like early, early part of the 1900s kind of feel to it. One of the things we did there, uh, we rode an old wooden roller coaster called the Cyclone, which (laughs) was surprisingly terrifying. I learned afterward that the Cyclone was built in 1927. It has the second steepest drop in the world. And if I knew that going in, I don't know. (laughs) My kid likes to go on rides, so I I, I try to push my cowardice aside to at least get in one or two before the inevitable um, motion-induced migraine sets in. But man, if I knew that, uh, second steepest in the world, I don't know, too scary. Uh, They take your picture when you hit that drop, uh, that that second steepest drop in the world, (laughs) and... That picture I got is amazing. Um, I I look like I just swallowed my heart. Uh, I'll put that on Instagram for you, at Song Surfing Podcast. I visited some record stores in the Bowery and Greenwich Village, and although I didn't really find anything uh, notable there to talk about, um, it it was just fun to walk around and take in the area. It'd been about 15 years since my last visit, and uh, everything felt fresh and exciting. In Cleveland, we checked out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, And I have some thoughts to share. That place has such potential, but they, they, they seem like they put more thought into the experience that you get in the gift shop than the museum itself. And I guess you get that with a a lot of larger museums really, but I felt it was especially blatant here. If this institution wants to be viewed as a legit museum, and I I think that it does, I mean, they do have not, not for profit status then they really need to focus on developing the museum experience more. All right, so what would I like to see? Well, for starters, they make an effort to be inclusive of black artists and women on the first floor of the museum, which is where the the real uh, meat of the museum is. And and that's great, but I think they really need to go a whole lot further, dig deeper on that. Dedicate some full exhibits to influential women and artists of color who laid the foundation and often revolutionized rock music or the various offshoots of rock. Instead of dedicating a full display and accompanying video to Tom Morello, nothing against Tom Morello. I mean, he's a good guitar player, does his own unique thing. But how about give that same treatment to guitarists like Sister Rosetta Tharp, who was playing her butt off on electric guitar in the 50s and 60s in the formative years of rock and roll and influenced uh People like Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis, who the museum dedicates a lot of attention to. Uh, And uh, she also influenced Carl Perkins and Chuck Berry. And speaking of Chuck Berry, 
where is the whole floor dedicated to Chuck Berry? I mean, come on, how many guitar solos rip off Chuck Berry licks? I think more attention could have also been given to just hip hop more generally and metal punk. There was a punk display case, but there's a lot more there than what, what they're showing. Punk is a lot more than just sex pistols. Uh, and how about talk about culturally what each of these genres means? I mean, more than just the music. I mean, there, there is a whole societal influence and how they influence society that really need to be commented on. This is the kind of stuff museums do. Uh, and how about electronic music? Where's the whole section on Brian Eno? All right, what else? I think they need to do what serious museums do and cast an eye on things like segregation, sexism, corruption in the music industry. And if they're not sure how to do that, how to keep it fun or um, engaging to, to everyone, um, then take some notes from museums like, uh, well, we got a couple here in Chicago that come to mind, the DuSable Museum uh, on the Chicago South Side or the Chicago History, History Museum. Um, God, I even think I, I remember when I visited the Musicians Hall of Fame in Nashville that they had a, a, at least a section um, where they had talked about payola in the music industry and what that was all about. So there is a way to, to be critical of the thing that you're remembering, right? And not to gloss over or not even mention some of that stuff. It's part of the history. Other ideas. Uh, okay, they have a live band that performs that you can do karaoke with. And that's a good idea. Keep that. That seems to be really popular. And they have, um, you know, a set list that's a lot of classic rock songs. And I think that, you know, really fits well with what the museum's doing right now. Um, and it's a good way to get people in, involved in the live music experience. And I think that really so much more could be done with the live music aspect. How about have some musicians demonstrating techniques, innovations on guitar, drums, rapping, turntables? You know, if you really want to dive in and, and uh, get to like what was innovative, it, how about, you know, f firsthand someone explaining like, this is what this guitarist is doing here. This is why this was something new. I mean, they have uh, a section where you can learn how to play a song on piano or try a guitar. But I think having like a, an expert demonstrating would be almost more worthwhile and fit more with uh, kind of what museums do. Like, have you ever been to the zoo and they have a zoologist bring on an animal for everyone to see and uh, they give a presentation on the animal and then they answer questions? You could do that with a performer. All right, some last thoughts. Um, number one, if you can find the video on YouTube, it doesn't need to be in the museum. And I, I, I think it's safe to say that everything that we were seeing in that museum, you can find online. Uh, number two, scale back on the Beatles stuff. We hit peak Beatles uh, like 25 years ago. We're saturated with Beatles and have been for decades. No matter how many remixed, remastered, super special anniversary editions have just come out. Hit pause on the Beatles. Unless you have some never-before-seen Super 8 recording of John Lennon writing a song on the toilet or something, I don't want to see it, all right? I'm done with the Beatles. I love the Beatles, but I don't need to see or hear the Beatles for a while. Okay, 
if you really need to please some people, how about do an exhibit on the artists who influenced the Beatles or on other bands that played at the Cavern Club or something related to the Beatles, but isn't just the Beatles. Number three, I love the section on Midwest bands. That was cool. Uh, and I was honestly surprised to see bands like The Replacements, Uncle Tupelo, Husker Du get some attention in a, a place that largely kind of focused, you know, on the Beatles, more uh, commercially uh well-known artists. Uh, and it was fun looking over the various little artifacts like stage plans, DIY posters, and, and whatnot. Do more of that. And if, if you must put up a video, uh, here's the place to do it. Let people find out what Husker Du sounds like. Let all those Beatles fans partake in Bob Mould's unique guitar genius. All right. Those are my thoughts. Uh, it's been a while since I did an opener like that. Uh, did you like it? <laughs> did I miss anything? I probably did. Was I, I right on or was I way off in my assessment of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Is the Hall right in focusing so heavily on the Beatles? Should I follow their lead and morph song surfing into Get Back, a Beatles podcast? Uh, let me know at songsurfingpodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for indulging me, friends. How about we get to the music? All right, song surfers, this is going to be a bit of a departure from the usual format, and that we'll be focusing entirely on one project, which is a multi-volume compilation, and it stays in the same genre territory throughout. If this is your first time listening, welcome. You also want to be sure to check out some of the other episodes so you get a sense of the usual format, which uh, is basically, um, I, I present a playlist, uh, kind of an eclectic mix of music from independent artists all over the world. And, and I talk about each track. We also have some correspondence that come on. And sometimes there's a guest that comes on as well. We do an interview, talk about their past, their music, and they play some independent artists as well. So it's just a, a celebration of independent music. And if you're a person who's been with song surfing for a while, what's up? Thanks for being here. And, um, this show, I, I guess you can think of it as kind of a stretching and expansion on the song surfing format. I hope you like it. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm excited about this project. All right. So there's a five volume collection of albums, all available on Bandcamp, called Dodomu, which, as curator Doug Thomas says, is Ukrainian for home or more precisely going home. About the project, Doug said, We are over 100 musicians who have compiled a selection of music in support of the victims of the war in Ukraine. All the profits will be directed to the National Bank of Ukraine's humanitarian assistance to aid Ukrainians. The project started as a reaction to several tweets from Ukrainian and Russian artists. I first thought of raising to support musicians in Ukraine, but then decided to extend to a general donation campaign. It was purely an opportunity to make art useful, and aside from helping, although a very small help, creating a wonderful artist project connecting as many artists as possible. At the moment, we've stopped the compilations at the fifth volume, but if I see there's still more interest in the future, I'm more than happy to release more volumes. If there are enough artists, then why stop? All right, so if you're an artist and you want to get in on this, make volume six happen, reach out to Doug. Doug went on to say, all contributors were found via Instagram, first through my network and then through word of mouth. It started with 25 artists and grew to more than 100. Song surfers, you've been hearing me talk for a while, so we're just going to get right into the music. Then I'll come back after the first block with commentary. 
This is Doug Thomas's composition, Martryoshka Tosca, featuring Muriel Bostorp on piano to kick off the first block of music. Talk to you soon.
All right, Song Surfers, we are back. First in that block, we heard Doug Thomas with the composition Matryoshka Tosca with pianist Muriel Bostorp. And to my ears, this track embodies the moods and themes of what the Dodomu project as a whole is all about, a, a balancing of despair and hope, of light and dark, of uh, pain and healing. On the one hand, you have this somber descending minor key sequence that's given a shade of hope as it's offset by these recurring wide uh, upward intervals in the melody. Then there's a more rhythmically active B section that sounds both agitated but also vibrant, full of life. It's simple and beautiful. Pianist Muriel Bostorp plays the piece with a gentle energy that I think is completely appropriate and brings the piece to life. And that can be found on Dodomu Volume 4. After Doug Thomas's composition, we heard Anna Yarborough's composition Spring Slash The Promise. Anna Yarbrough is a musician, composer, and record label owner based in Charleston, South Carolina. Born in Belfast, Northern Ireland, Yarbrough later moved overseas to Australia, then eventually settled in the United States. Her various homes over the years include St. Augustine, Florida, Nashville, Tennessee, Paris, France, New York City. They all allowed her to expand her musical palette in unexpected ways, and her travels across the globe have shaped her sound. Yarborough has multiple releases, as well as a number of impressive TV and film placements. And when I asked Anna about the piece, she said, I chose this particular piece as it was born out of a bad situation turning around for the better. The idea of spring as a rebirth and the promise of better things to come reflects hope, something we can all resonate with. Yeah, a great description, Anna. I can totally hear growth and rebirth in the music. As I listen in my mind's eye, I picture a time-lapse video of flowers blooming. But even those image associations aside, the music depicts change through the evolution of a minimalistic chord progression. It sits on one chord for an extended period and doesn't change tonal centers until about a third of the way through. All the while, you have these rapid-fire arpeggios. That's kind of how all change happens, right? Like you have minute-to-minute, day-to-day activities, but you also have the bigger picture, long-term change, the, the shift in society, the zeitgeist. That's all changing in ways that we can't always see. So this piece, although about spring, to me is more generally about change on the, both the micro and the macro levels. And after Anna Yarborough, we heard from multi-instrumentalist, multi-genre composer-producer Chris Baggs, who focuses on instrumental music, releases his own music, but also has provided music for various networks, including Netflix, MTV, Showtime, NBC, and more. About the track One More Dance, Chris told me it was written to convey the feeling of something coming to an end. He said, I wanted to keep the mood somewhere in the middle, as things coming to an end are not always a good or a bad thing. 
All right, Song Surfers, I love the melodic ideas that Chris combines here. Both the A and B sections are tuneful, uh, but have a sadness to them, a longing, that I think perfectly fits Chris's portrayal of an ending. Now, Chris said that some endings are good and some aren't, so he tried to keep the tone neutral. But that's the beauty of instrumental music, right? Much of it can take on new meanings or new shades of meaning through juxtaposition. Thinking in terms of the Dodomu project and the people of Ukraine, their sense of home has come to an end. For, for many, there will be no home to come home to, like quite literally. But in the more metaphoric sense, the, the sense of home, the comfort of, of home has been lost. The safety of home, the joy of home, the place of your childhood. It's all been ripped away replaced by a, a whole new set of associations. So I, I can't help but listen to this piece in, in that context with those associations. And I think it's powerful, maybe even more powerful because of that. So Chris, maybe I'm listening to your music wrong, but um, that's what, what's really connecting with me. And, and that's the way that it's connecting with me. All right, let's get to another block of music. First up, we're going to hear from Karen Vogt, an Australian singer and musician who's based in Paris. Vogt is best known as the voice of the dream pop group Heligoland. Vogt's soaring vocals have always been one of the most striking and memorable features of the band's music, with Robin Guthrie of Cocteau Twins having produced and mixed all of their releases since 2010. She has recently started to release her solo work in the form of vocal and guitar improvisations and is building a growing body of work that fits somewhere between experimental and ambient. That's right up my alley. have to check out more of that stuff. And here's what Karen Vogt told me about her track, Every Feeling. I had already written the music and added my vocals a few years ago, but I never released the song. Some songs just take longer than others to form, and you have to be patient. The text is by Vinnie G. Riley of the Derudi Column. I asked my friend, artist Cedric Emenier, to read Vinnie's text and then record it on his phone. No practice, just press record and read it over and over. I wanted the effect of someone thinking this over and over, hearing the changes in tone as the words were digested. It had to be genuine. The video for the song was made later by Cedric Emenier. In Song Surfers, I'll have that linked over on the show notes page at songsurfingpodcast.com. Karen went on to say that the video shows the creative process at work when you're figuring out where to place and position things, moving objects slightly to catch the light, changing things, giving up things, starting again, getting frustrated, getting excited. It's all symbolic of that thought process when you try to make sense of things before you speak them. Karen also said when Doug put the call out for contributions to the Dodomu project, I immediately wanted to offer this song to comfort, console, and attempt to digest all the emotions going on, try to make sense of the world and the feelings with so much left unexpressed. Well, Song Surfers, that description sums things up pretty well. So I'll just add that this one's worth listening to on a good pair of headphones in a quiet room. Just let it wash over you. And let's do that now to start our second block of music. This is Karen Vogt with Every Feeling featuring Cedric Emenier. Mm-hmm. 
every feeling, emotion felt, stays in the brain and expressed to another. And all these thoughts and feelings, they are too many. This brain can no longer function and is no longer sane.
without which there are too many. And this mind can no longer function and is no longer safe. Every feeling, emotion felt, stays in the brain and expressed to another. And all these thoughts and feelings accumulate to a point at which there are too many. And this brain can no longer function and is no longer sane. Every feeling, emotion felt, now, every feeling. По ежеву отцу шествие, еже из мертвых воскресни, скорбящие я уже достояши, в разлучении твоем Христе, ученицы на дело не обратившиеся, и паки корабли им реже, и лова нигде же. Но ты спаси и виси, яко владыка всех, в десную мреже повелеваешь.
Song Surfers, we are back. First in that second block, we listened to Every Feeling by Karen Vote. After that was LNF with the track Hug the Sadness. LNF is a Ukrainian-born composer who is now based in the UK. LNF's compositions range from contemporary piano miniatures to experimental alternative. She says, in my compositions, I'm searching for something that's been lost but stays irreplaceable. It's my attempt to find meaning in a series of meaningless events and things which surround our world. About the track Hug the Sadness, LNF told me, For me, it's important to reflect the pain and grief through my art, because only art can unite people and only art lives forever. At the end, everything will vanish, but not art. When there are no words left, music can speak. Music touches and music makes you feel alive. I love the dissonant moments in the vocal harmony. It sounds to me like a modern take on the Renaissance magical, but with uh, these wonderful piano interjections. Just beautiful stuff. I just wish it were twice as long. I'll have to check out more of LNF's compositions. I, I, I really enjoyed this one. And this is a good time to tell you, Song Surfers, that the links to all the music you're hearing on this episode can be found on the episodes and show notes page of songsurfingpodcast.com. And um, Hug the Sadness, LNF's composition, is available on Dodomu Volume 1. Karen Vogt's composition is on Volume 2. In the first block, Chris Baggs can be found on 5. Anna Yarbrough on 3. Doug Thomas on 4. And I tried to pick a little something from each volume so you had a good overview of what everything sounds like. And that brings us to the last track. We listen to There, Where My Friend's House Used to Be, Now Silent Birds, by the artist Corks. That's spelled C-U-R-X-S. Corks told me, I'm a young artist from Peru and have lived since my childhood in Argentina. As a musician, I started in 2012 in a punk band now I make music as corks, but I also play in two bands, Evite Ser Utilizado and Assemblaje, a duo I started this year. In all my projects, I make sounds like a scientist who is looking into the abstract ideas of theoretical concepts and try to translate them into actions. And then Corks told me that for the track that we listened to, they started with the name of the track and that gave them a feeling. And then later they looked for the instruments and sounds and textures that would bring the track to life. In Song Surfers, I love how trance-like this composition is. Uh, it really draws you in and kind of keeps you in a place. That is, until it isn't. <laughs> it's, it sort of uh, just twinkles along like a gentle stream, then rather unexpectedly, uh, the high-pitched percussion sounds that you get accustomed to hearing are contrasted with this dark foreboding synth and drum sounds and it's one that for me has rewarded multiple listens i hear something different every time that's a lot of fun i really appreciate when a composition gives you that all right my song surfers that music means it's time for me to say thanks for listening to song surfing and thanks to all the artists who were a part of this episode. Special thanks also to Doug Thomas for uh, helping me get in touch with all the featured artists. And thanks to Ryan Klockner, a.k.a. Correspondent Clock, 
and Chris Baggs for being sort of the catalyst for this uh, whole episode coming together. You can find links for all the music on the show notes page at songsurfingpodcast.com. I also have the Dodomu Project linked where you can purchase one volume, all the volumes, or individual tracks to support the fine charity that it's benefiting. Follow Song Surfing on Facebook and Instagram, Song Surfing Podcast, and Twitter at Song Surfing Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at Oodles Music and find my music on Bandcamp. Just search Oodles. That's spelled O-O-D-L-E-S. All Bandcamp proceeds from my EP Life After Death are going to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. If you'd like to email the show, let me know what you thought about this episode, or maybe you got some bands or artists that you'd like to recommend. Email me at songsurfingpodcast at gmail.com. If you're a Spotify or Apple Music user, there's a playlist of a bunch of the featured music that you hear on Song Surfing. It's called Song Surfing Podcast Excellent Tunes Playlist. And there are a ton of songs, like hundreds of songs on this, on this playlist. It makes the perfect accompaniment to your hike through the mountains or your high stakes chess tournament. Or maybe uh, you're about to have a drag race through the back alley of an abandoned business district and you, you really need some tunes to pump you up. So check that out. If you'd like to help me improve the show, then please take a quick moment to rate and review on the Apple Podcasts app or on Podchaser. If you're not sure what to say, try suggesting an episode that people check out first. Tell them what your favorite, uh, who your favorite artist is that you discovered on Song Surfing. Song Surfing is an Audible affiliate. Audible is the leading provider of podcasts and audiobooks. You can try Audible for free for 30 days and get a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash songsurfing. If you're looking to start a podcast or maybe you need a new distributor for your current podcast, I recommend Captivate. That's the distributor that I use for song surfing. It's super easy to use. You can send all your shows out to all the different podcast apps. And I really like that their um, their customer service is really quick to respond. When I have had a couple things that I needed help with, I got a hold of someone really, really like surprisingly quickly. And um, they're really great about making sure that they're following through on whatever you need help with to the end. So uh, if you're someone like me who um, I think I'm decent at tech, but uh you know, I got a lot on my plate here and I don't want to always be futzing around trying to figure things out. I like to get uh, some help when I need help and uh, they've been great for that. So easy to use platform, excellent customer service. You can try Captivate for free with the link that I have on the show notes page and the Audible link is there as well. The opening theme of the show is Living in a Fishbowl by Josh Ween. The outro music that you're hearing right now is Little Pills by Patrick Moonbird. I still have a call out for see you next times. If you want to send yours over, uh, just give me a 10 second or less clip of you saying see you next time. And I'll throw that on the end. Remember to tell me what the name of your band is or your uh, social handle that you want me to plug. Thanks for listening. I'm John Kell and see you next time.